Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The NFL season is just over three weeks away. It is I, Rob Paul a.k.a. the AFC Northman of the North. That one I mailed in a little bit. And <laughs> with me, once again, is AJ. Ryan Finley is QB1 in Cincinnati. Mark AJ. Amen. And then behind him is Jake Delgala. Uh, today, we'll be continuing our NFL division previews with the AFC and NFC North. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving up to Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day, don't draft specialists on the second day, maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. At the end of May, Armchair Media signed off on a year-long network sponsorship deal, allowing the company to grow our podcast and video network into new local sports communities. Following the senseless murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and countless other black community members at the hands of police officers, we want to ensure we do what we can to make a tangible impact on those communities as we grow. Armchair Media will be issuing four or $500 scholarships per semester to aspiring black creatives. If you've ever been dismissed as having an unrealistic career path, if you've ever butted heads with parents or teachers because they don't recognize exactly what you want to do with your life, if you have feared to express yourself or put your work into the world due to potential backlash, we strongly encourage you to apply. We recognize that there are creatives out there who may have bypassed college to pursue other avenues, who didn't get into college because their passions didn't translate to collegiate testing, or who did not have access to the financial means to pay for college. This is why there are only three requirements for eligibility. Be a black creative, be under the age of 21, and submit a project to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. As the sports keep coming back, especially the SEC and Big 12, so does your chance bet on them with the exclu- with our exclusive wagering partner betonline.ag NBA playoffs are in full swing shame on you baseball and there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action bet online has all the odds features and props for you to bet on also tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the bet online team in a new segment called the ice is right where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Sounds fun. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage 
of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Before we get into it, I'll address the elephant in the room. I am not using my mic. There, it's out there. <laughs> and for the record, we're we're talking on the phone, so I don't know how bad Rob sounds right now. Probably bad, but oh, also it doesn't help that I have a laptop that's over a decade old. But in a very short period of time, I'll have a new laptop. Oh, that's the only reason you brought this up. You're just gonna yeah, I'm just trying to flex. Might have some AirPods coming too. Who knows? Whoa! Somebody, somebody has a, a salary. What a flex! Yeah, fuck yeah! Uh, and the AirPods case will have a unicorn engraved because that was a free feature. And I'm not an idiot. I'm not passing up a free feature. It's true. You're smart. I know. That... Wrong emoji though. I'm I'm still standing by this. No, because what did what did you say? The ghost. Yeah, it was too basic. It's, it's a little basic. It looks like the Snapchat you, logo. I, yeah, I that that was like it, like I'm all for ghosts, especially ghost engravings, especially on things I own. But it was too basic. And like, if you get a skull, that people would think like, "Oh, did Skull Candy come back from 2010 and start making wireless headphones?" <laughs> That's what they would think. And see, uh, I, I wanted the eye emoji for you, but it wasn't available, which is stupid. Um, I think also like the unicorn, I'm a unicorn. I'm like, I'm a special type of guy. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I also feel like probably it's not utilized enough. Yeah. Unicorn's big underrated. Right. I roll. Being oh. sarcastic. Oh shit. Fuck. Okay. 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 Like, scrap Save it for the, the, the mythology names. episode. Yeah. I was about to say. Wait, is that mythology? Most... Zo- yeah, zoology? No, it's not zoology. They're the Zootopia? most overrated mythical creatures, Rob. I and mean, that's I'm standing by that. The, wait, they're mythical? <laughs> leave leave it there and let's start the show. Okay. Uh, so before we get into our AFC North and then NFC North previews, uh, we had a little news today. Um, near and dear to AJ's heart. Mm-hmm. Michigan offensive tackle Jalen Mayfield, who we talked about last week on the Big Ten show, has declared for the 2021 NFL Draft. Are you surprised? Uh, n- yes and no. Like, it makes sense for him. I guess a little surprised, but uh, why not? Because it makes sense. He's probably going to go top 100. can only see his, like, stock keep rising, to be yeah. honest. Cause he's got all the tools there. Like, he needed more time, obviously, because he only coming off his redshirt freshman year, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, he's probably going to go top 100, so why the hell not capitalize on that? Yeah, and this comes back to something we were talking about on the SEC show the other day. Um about Alex Leatherwood, where after mm-hmm. Panay Sewell, it's so open, like, in this tackle class that... I'm not saying Mayfield can be the second tackle off the board, but he certainly could be one of the first five. And I think yeah. I probably have him ranked in my top five tackles because I'm a big fan. Um, yeah. And I think, again, obviously you, you mentioned he was coming off his redshirt freshman year. Um, he, he flashed a ton of athletic upside. Mm-hmm. I thought he was the second best offensive lineman on the team last year, and the rest of the offensive lines in the NFL now. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I just think really smooth athlete does a really great job mirroring. Uh, needs to like you could see he was a young player. He needs to get stronger. Strong. And, and uh, yeah, be, yeah. Like he he's a good finisher, but it's just his overall power at the point, and, and you see some of that. 
and uh, his like his anchor needs to get stronger, and he needs to play better leverage. But I think physical tools are all there. Yep. It's just, would you feel comfortable taking a guy like that in the first round? Probably not. But top one hundred. Yeah. Certainly, I think, and because uh, he he's got all the traits to develop into a starting right tackle in the NFL. Uh, I definitely agree. And like, if he had another year or two uh, at Michigan, he probably would have been a first round pick. So yeah, I think so too. Just because just the way it was trending, how quickly he he seemed to get comfortable playing in the Big Ten. Yeah, like he, I think he still has like an outside chance right now. Who knows? What uh, well, I mean, look like. And again, he's an impressive athlete, good length. He could dominate the combine and. Six eight months, whenever that is, I can't do time. The the Zoom combine, yeah. Yeah, the Zoom combine. Oh, are you gonna tune into the NBA draft Zoom combine? <laughs> no, it's gonna look like when they did the uh, horse tournament. <laughs> I forgot that happened. Terrible television. That feels like so long ago. Just have like like some guys playing like in their backyard, and it's like sixty kilometer winds, oh. and other guys like Paul George is like in his like his giant <laughs> like uh, in home uh, basketball court. It's like, it was so stupid. Anyways. All right, let's jump into the AFC North. Um, my favorite division. Well, is that how... I don't think, like, is the NFC West your favorite division just because your favorite team's in it? No. I mean, it might be, but I hate the the rest of the NFC West, so no. Yeah, so it's, it's not it's not the same. It's not There's no division pride. Not like conference pride. Like, the Big Ten's the best, right? Yeah, okay. Lots of conference pride, unless it's Ohio State for me. I cheer against... I cheer for everyone else. Uh, I cheer against everyone in the NFC West except for Seattle. Um, fair. So if we're up to me, they would all lose every game. Somehow. Cool, cool. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. Well, you got me started, man. Okay, right. it's your fault. You're trying to make this an NFC West show for some reason. I don't. Know I can what's wait. Going on. I can wait two weeks. I can wait two weeks. I don't know. In two weeks, there might not be a season. I don't. I didn't mean that. I take that back. I take that back. I'm so sorry. There's, we're going to have SEC football in a couple weeks. Hell yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay. AFC North Records. Um, I think it's You get e- to choose. No, I chose. I, I, you choose. I chose last time. Yeah, but it's the AFC North. I'll choose the, the NFC North. Okay. I'll be choosing the NFC West, just so you know. Okay. Uh, we'll start at the bottom. Okay. Uh, and I'll start, or you start? <laughs> <laughs> the combination of the start of this show plus me not having a mic, nobody's listening anymore. I know, I know. Okay, I'll get right into it. Number four in the AFC North. Uh, clearly the Cincinnati Bengals, I, I think they're going to be better than the record I have yes. them at, though. Yes. I have them going 3-13. and 13. It just oh. kind of shook out bad for the Bengals. But I think they're better than that, so it kind of sucks. But the rest of the division is tough, so it kind of just shook out bad. But I think they'll, they're like a 5-11 and 11 team, but they go 3-13. and 13. Uh, third for me is Cleveland, eight and eight. I still like the Brownies. I'm a sucker. Uh, second for me is the Pittsburgh Steelers at nine and seven. Sorry, Rob, but that's probably good enough for the playoffs. It will be. Uh, and first in the division, the Baltimore Ravens, eleven and five. With the seven seed this year, I think nine and seven gets you in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I had the Pats at eight and eight already. I got the Browns at eight and eight. I, I think that the nine and sevens just got you in. Do you think we get an eight and eight? Yeah, I do, in the AFC. I think an Indian is going to get in. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, I'm a little more, uh, because obviously, division pride. I have every team winning more games than you had. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, bottom of the division, Cincinnati Bengals at 5-11. and 11. 
Again, I, that, I that feels right. I agree sense. with you, especially if it was the reason I could see it being three and thirteen is because of with COVID and having the rookie quarterback and yeah. a very a lot of new faces in Cincinnati, but they're definitely trending in the right direction. Like when you look at this roster on paper, it's I, I think significantly better than the bottom feeders of the NFL. Like it's uh, significantly yeah. better than the Jaguars. Yeah, no, for sure, and I think a part of it's still that I don't know what Zach Taylor is. Yeah, no, that's fair. And, and again, Joe Burrow having short time to kind of take over this team. And mm-hmm. I get a lot, like even even outside of Joe Burrow, they're going to have a lot of new faces. And like Logan Wilson's, I'm assuming, to be the starting Mike from day one. And yeah. they sign a bunch of free agents like Von Bell. And obviously um, they lose Trey Waynes already. But like there's a lot of new faces. So that that's – they're probably between three and five wins. But – like I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if by Joe Burrow's year two they're they're competing for a seven seed. Yeah, no, uh, like like an, an, an eight jumped. Yeah, sure. I, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, third in the AFC North, I have the Cleveland Browns at nine and seven, which should be good enough for a playoff spot. Um, second, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Of course, at twelve and four. Okay, you love your Steelers. I respect it. And winning the AFC North, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers also at twelve and four. Okay. <laughs> which 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 week is Ben getting hurt though, Rob? That's my big concern. That wasn't an okay thing to say to me. I'm sorry. I say it every year, and that's why I always gave. Yeah, and it happened losses. last year. Like for <laughs> real, happens. happened. Yeah, it happens every year. I know. Um. Okay. You let, let's 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 talk a little Browns. Okay. This is kind of the first time it seems like they're doing right the right things. I mean, I but do you trust all, them? No, I can never trust the Browns. I, I felt a little dirty putting them eight and eight. I felt a little bit like they're going to let me down, like they did last year when I had them like ten and six or whatever. But they feel way more competent. I, I totally agree. And, and you can kind of see the plan coming together. Stefanski comes over, Andrew Barry comes over, and. and I really like the Andrew Barry hires GM, mm-hmm. um, and not that I like I don't I didn't love the Stefanski hire, but me neither. The but way they like they then yeah. built the team in his vision makes me like it so much. Yeah. Like that they have a plan and there's there's something coming here in terms of Stefanski has the the Kubiak, which is a Shanahan background. Mm-hmm. Where it's the zone run scheme, two tight end sets, and this team is built for that. They they address both tackles through yep. uh, signing Conklin in free agency, drafting Jedrick Wills, who I believe was both of our number one tackles in the class. That that is correct. Yeah. Um, and then you've already got a, a Pro Bowl guard in Joel Batonio, uh, an experienced center in JC Treader. Like the the offensive line, it might take some time for it to kind of get on the same page. But you at, at least have four quality starters there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, Blocking for a Pro Bowl running back in Nick Chubb. And and then, even behind that, uh, maybe the best RB2 in the league. Yeah, and Kareem Hunt for sure. And then, uh, and coming back to the, the, how heavy um, they, that Stefanski is with two tight end sets, you, you sign Austin Hooper, you have Njoku, who's just dripping with talent that hasn't really mm-hmm. come all together yet, and 
I, I, he obviously um, requested a trade earlier in the offseason and had a change of heart, and I, I believe that's probably because he's, like, they sat yeah, down it, and showed how yeah. important that to the, like, the second tight end is. It almost felt like he didn't get a chance to talk to Stefanski and Barry before he kind of said that. Yeah, for Because sure. of COVID, I assume. Like, they just didn't get the, the chance, and then... I'm sure one of them called him up and like, hey, we actually have a plan for you. There's a reason we brought Hooper in. It's not yeah. like we're trying to replace you. Exactly. And then, you obviously, you got Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham. And it's really, at this point, Baker Mayfield has to put up or shut up. Yep. Like, everything, so. they, they have given him everything they can possibly give him at this point. Unless Kevin yeah. Stefanski just shits the bed as a as a play, play caller, which I don't think will happen. Um, like, his... Yeah, like okay. First of all, yeah, like like we just mentioned, the talent around him is good. Everything is good now, um, and I think the Stefanski offense is going to be very friendly to Baker Mayfield. Yes, yeah. I mean, Baker Mayfield's great. Um, and with the like, you go back to his rookie years, that was best with two tight end sets. He's a really good play action passer. That's all. Like the bread and butter of the Stefanski offense. They've mm-hmm. they've got Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt to take the pressure off him. He just really needs to get on the same page with Odell Beckham. Yeah. And even if they don't find um, a consistent third receiver, because it's so too tight end set heavy, and, and Joku's athleticism allows him to move around as a chess piece. and yeah, I don't, it's, not, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, like there's no glaring... I, I mean, if you were to look for a hole, I, I would say the biggest hole is um, the guard opposite Joel Batonio. Mm-hmm. But, who, do, mean, who do you think it's going to be? Like Wyatt Teller? Yeah, my boy Wyatt Teller. That's a draft hit. I, I swear to God, he's gonna he, yeah. he's a good fit for this offense. I think he's, he, it's his job right now. I, they don't have much else, unless unless <laughs> no, you but... kick Chris Hubbard inside. Oh yeah, I guess you could. But yeah, but yeah, and, and then you jump to the defense, and it's just. Miles Garrett was having a defensive player of the year season before he uh, did what he. <laughs> Put Mason Rudolph in his place. I'm, <laughs> even though I'm a Steelers fan, I'm I, I'm Team Miles Garrett. Yeah, I think everyone's okay. Well, not everyone, as we <laughs> no. saw from Twitter, but uh, we're Team Miles Garrett. But the, uh, once again, the Browns' defensive line is uh, deep. it's deep and has an All Pro talent. Miles Garrett, Larry Ogunjobi, one of the most underrated interior guys. Sheldon Richardson consistently. Uh, at least it, uh, he, he isn't what he was at his peak, but he's still, I, I would say, probably a top 20 interior defensive lineman. And then you rotate uh, jo- rookie Jordan Elliott in there. Yeah, and then you also, I, like, Olivier Vernon isn't worth his contract, but he's still a really good football player. Yeah, especially when he's opposite Miles Garrett. And then you have, I, I like bringing Adrian Claiborne in, who I think is kind of the perfect third edge guy, because he mm-hmm. can play inside. He's a, he adds a lot as a run defender and just a good rotation move. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, and the linebacker is a concern, but Mac Wilson had a really good rookie year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who uh, wins the Mike job with assuming Mac Wilson uh, is starting at, at, at will all season. Because yeah. new new regimes in, like, is Sione Takataki. I don't, I don't know how much... Sure. Like probably not gonna work. Talk, yeah. yeah, it's probably not gonna work out. That pick seemed bad when it happened. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The the other, uh, I, I think probably BJ Goodson starts week one, but I wonder how quickly Jacob Phillips comes on. It, it doesn't help that again, no real off season for him to mm-hmm. learn the learn the playbook. So may, maybe not till year two. But there, yeah, 
the the that's kind of like the biggest hole in this team, I would say. Uh, yeah, I think it is, and luckily, uh, linebackers don't matter that much. Yeah, retweet. Uh, and like Mac Wilson's gonna like he's a coverage awesome in coverage, so that's that's a double plus there. And then obviously Denzel Ward's a Pro Bowler. Um, Greedy Williams gets another year in the system, and he flashed. He was inconsistent, but he started hot as a rookie. Yeah. Um, safety, obviously, big concern, but they draft Grant Delpit, and I think where they got him was a steal. I still believe mm-hmm. in Grant Delpit, and I think sneaky Carl Joseph bringing him in, and I think he's going to start opposite Grant Delpit. I think that was a sneaky, smart move. It's a fun secondary. I wonder who who do you think wins the nickel job? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of wide open, eh? It is, yeah. MG Stewart, they just brought in after I know. Cuts, yeah. And hey, didn't we call that as a bad pick when it happened? We did. It was what, like two rounds too early. Yeah, I mean, hey, that was that was two back rounds. when Tampa was just only drafting DBs. They're another killing it there, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, you have, do you have Baltimore twelve and four? Uh, eleven and five. Eleven and five, and I have them twelve and four. But you have them winning division. I, I feel like it's just there's more tape on what Greg Roman's doing with Lamar. Not uh, yeah. that, like Lamar's. Obviously, one of the five best quarterbacks in the league. I, I feel like there's just going to be a, a, a very slight natural regression. Yes. But, okay, uh, I, I totally agree with that, and that's why I kind of had them drop two games uh, from last year. But it, it's kind of funny when two years ago in the playoffs, the Chargers had them figured out, and then it, obviously Lamar won MVP last year. So that tape was out there, and I know totally different team and everything, but... Just to defend the Ravens a bit, I guess. It didn't translate to last season, right? But I guess then the Titans tape is out there. So, <laughs> take that from... Well, I, I, but yeah, I agree. I think the regression comes a little naturally. Um, and just, just the, because... The, also, there's still concerns with the, like, with the receiver core. Hollywood Brown has to stay healthy. Yes. Uh, Willie Seeds a, a very consistent slot, but like outside of them... Boykin has to step up, too. Well, they're going to sign Des Bryant. Um, yeah. Well, they 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 kind of have to find that other pass catcher, whether yeah. whether it be uh, Devin Duvernay, Miles Boykin, uh, hell, our boy James Prochet. Um, especially with um, Hayden Hurst gone, not that like he was mm-hmm. a big big threat, but it helped cover up some of the wide receiver concerns. Yeah. And it, it's like Mark Andrews, obviously their wide receiver one in theory. So just someone needs to step up. Or Hollywood Brown needs to take a big leap and stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, running back room is even better, though. Oh, my goodness. Brown's promising linebacker, Mac Wilson, suffered a significant hyperextended knee in practice. What the fuck? That's, that's bad news for and, Cleveland. And that's fuck timing. God damn it. Um, <laughs> although, it, it, the way it's worded, it sounds like it's not going to be... like I sounds like... More like four games rather than the season. Yeah, yeah. Hyperextended knees usually not. Yeah, like you said, the way it's worded, it doesn't sound too bad. Uh, back to Baltimore. Yeah. Figuring out the offensive line is also something that you kind of have to worry about slightly. Like Lamar and the run game are just so talented, especially with the, the juice J.K. Dobbins, I think, adds to it. That they're yeah. going to be able to run the ball, but they still need to. The tackles are obviously set. Locked in. Matt yeah. Skira's um, healthy. Uh, DJ Fluker's I, I think, a good fit. I thought that yeah, was a Fluker's, smart move. 
Fluker's going to start. I, I agree. And then you um, kind of have to... You've got a whole rotation of other options at, at, for the other guard um, between, like, first, second, and third year guys. Yeah, exactly. So that, that that's a spot to watch. Um, the Yanda hole. It's always going to be tough. Uh, I guess this is the most up in the air the front seven's been in a little while, though, right? Adding Clance Campbell was just such a savvy Baltimore that's move. And I think yeah. Derek Wolf was a really just... He's still a really solid football player where... You had those guys. You got big Brandon Williams at the nose. Mm-hmm. Like in, in odd fronts, you you run those three and you're fine. Even you, um, I think you kick Wolf inside, and, and you just you have Judon and Clayus Campbell on the edge. The, I, it's the the D line. I guess it's just I trust the veterans. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but you're right about like the the. Like Judon, like, Ju- Judon, I don't think is the same type of dude like Zanarius Smith was, but he he is coming off a huge year and he's also in technically another contract year. But finding the other pass rusher on, uh, opposite him mm-hmm. when you've got Clay, like in in odd fronts when you got Calais Campbell playing as a five, and then it's gonna be a sack a college sack uh, Jalen Ferguson behavior. Yeah, and then figuring out the the off ball linebackers is huge because uh, they they draft Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison, both top one hundred guys. Um, and in any other year, I would suspect that they would yeah. be plugging right in. But I still think it's going to happen, to be honest. But not not because you know they had a full camp and looked great or anything, but just because there isn't too much else there. Um. Yeah. So, like, do you think? I I, I feel like L J Fort's going to end up starting like week four, one, man. and it might take some time. But the secondary is just so good; it makes up for some of the the shortcomings. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um. Yeah. So I think it's just like they're going to be as good as last year. It's just uh, like the slight, just you know, when a team goes thirteen and three, a lot of things go right, and those things that go right can easily just as go wrong, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I tried to transition you into talking about the secondary. You chose not to, so I will talk about it. Oh, I thought you just okay. What do, I we're you're just gonna roll over talking about Marlon Humphrey? He's he's still underrated, right? I think so. I think he is one of the best corners in the league. Marcus Peters also that that might that's one of the five best corner tandems in the league for sure. It was kind of crazy the the instant impact and improvement Peters made when he went to Baltimore last year. Scheme matters. Putting yeah. guys in a position to succeed matters. Um and the fact that Marlon Humphrey could just casually kick inside to nickel when they brought in Marcus Peters and become one of the best nickels in the league, that was pretty mm-hmm. insane. Um, and then, I don't know, like, Jimmy Smith isn't what he used to be, but being able to bring him back and not have to pay him a ton. And yeah, Safety's a concern just because Earl Thomas clearly took a step back and and they don't have a clear option opposite him. Here comes Deshaun Elliott, baby. Yeah, or Geno Stone. Uh, and, and they also get Tavon Young back healthy. And when he's yeah. healthy, he's one of the best nickels in the league. Like That secondary is loaded. For sure. It's just that opposite safety spot, really. All right. Do I have to sell you on why the Pittsburgh Steelers will win the AFC North? <laughs> yeah, I think you do, yeah. Best defense in the division. That's correct. Um, most experienced quarterback in the division. Yeah, I can't deny that. Best yeah. offensive line in the division. Uh, is it? Who the fuck? Yes. I don't know. The Ravens might be better. Oh, really? Where you're starting DJ Fluker and Ben Powers at guard? 
Okay, first of all, the Steelers, the, come on, the Steelers have three pro bowlers on their offensive line. Their only question is at right tackle. Yeah, and it's a big one. But we both love Chukwumu. Ch- Ch- I think Zach Banner's so. going to win the job. I'll say it. It might be, yeah. Um, but, again, best offensive line in the division. Um, obviously, they have to figure out if James Conner can be a, be the dude in the backfield. But, I mean, the whole offense regressed when Roethlisberger went down. Even if he is 75% of what he was in 2018, like, that is such a massive upgrade over what they had last season. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then you, you've got another year of Deontay Johnson developing, James Washington developing, Juju Smith-Schuster's healthy. You bring in a just a complete... Freaking Chase Claypool, who won't. I think Chase Claypool would obviously be he'll end up the fourth receiver. Mm-hmm. I think we'll get a couple times, a, maybe maybe not a couple times a game, but at least once a game where they they kind of they give him a, a deep ball shot. Yeah, I think you're right. Pittsburgh always likes to. That's one thing. I mean, first of all, we know the Steelers are just great at drafting and developing receivers, um, and they're always just so good at like trying to get those guys in situations that just work really well for them. And that's why I'm excited to see what they do with Eric Ebron. They bring in mm-hmm. him, and now we know how much Roethlisberger loved using Heath Miller. You saw a little bit of that with Vance McDonald, not last year, year before, when they first yeah, they brought him in. Heavy use, for sure. Like, there's some games where Vance McDonald was getting like 12 targets. Yeah, and, and I think Ebron and Vance McDonald complement each other really well, um, where Vance McDonald's more of that inline guy and Ebron's more of that move piece. Yeah, and I think giving just there, there's more options for this offense passing wise than last season with a much better quarterback. Um, I mentioned the offensive line; I think it's the best in the division. And then defensively, it's the best defense in the division. The only question is nose tackle and who's mm-hmm. playing next to Devin Bush when you've got uh, two off ball linebackers on the field. Yeah, that's that's it. And I guess nose is the bigger question. I think nose, yeah. I I'm not totally concerned because in in even fronts mm-hmm. you're kicking you're to it Cam Hayward and then Dupree and Watt like that. It's really yeah. only and, and I think Tyson Alulu's a one of the better Service rotational ball. interior guys. Where if you're platooning him, yeah, with maybe it's Chris Wormley. Underrated signing, I'll say it. They traded for him, but okay. Sorry, trade, whatever. Um, he hasn't done anything in his career, so we'll I see. Like Chris Wormley. Uh, so I, I think like that'll be easier to cover up than the off-ball linebacker thing just because Devin Bush was fantastic as a rookie, but there was struggles in coverage and mm-hmm. having Vin- like Vince Williams. I love Vince Williams. He just He's not going to do much for you on passing downs. Yeah. I think, but I've long said I think Bush makes that pass. I I do too, down. but if if Vince Williams is next to him, like that's yeah. who you're targeting. That's who offenses will be attacking. Which I mean, I wonder. I kind of hope maybe they play one of the 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 safeties um, down low more. Like I like uh, a bunch of them are linebackers, right? Like so. exactly, like Terrell Edmonds, Antoine Brooks, Marcus Allen. Those guys are all should be linebackers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, Cam Sutton's a really good dime linebacker, to be honest. And then you look at the secondary. I think this is the best corner tandem in the league. Uh, Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson. Then Minka Fitzpatrick's an all-pro. 
The other, uh, you know what, uh, Terrell Edmonds is got obviously yeah. needs to make big improvements in coverage, but at least a good run defender. I almost forgot Justin Lane was on this team until today. Yeah, it's because he he I think he played seven snaps as a rookie. Because uh, well, I mean, they have two all pro type corners and one of the best nickels in the league. Where's he going to get on the field? Plus, they don't play uh, rookie DBs. Mm-hmm. Except, I wonder, except uh, Artie Burns, because come on. Who also got hurt today? Um, yeah, I, I, Justin Lane's still kind of dripping with potential there down the road too. Interesting. Yeah. So that's my selling you on this. No, no. But uh, how? Tell what? What are you concerned about? The, the Ravens are okay. First of all, it's Ben. No, no, no. I, 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 I don't mean. Sorry, I don't mean to win division, but like to be one of the contenders in the AFC. Ben's health, and it's always going to be that. And then, well, he's yeah. had he's missed one season in his career. Yeah, but he's always banged up. And he crashed a motorcycle week... one time. Whatever. <laughs> he's always banged up come week 10, and he's not the same down the stretch. And oh, Some years, yeah. Sorry, but I can't hear so you. Many. Two Super Bowl rings. Let's rank quarterbacks. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lamar Jackson, number one. What? We go 10 to 1. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Do you not know what we're doing? I wasn't looking at my page, and then I... Uh... Yeah, I don't know what we're doing. Ten, <laughs> Brandon Allen, because yes, I have to get him in there. Uh, nine, Ryan Finley, because like you said off the top, I gotta get him in there. It's pretty bad at the bottom, uh, to be honest. In this, division. it's goofy. Anyways. Eight, Mason Rudolph, because I have to get him in there. Oh my god. Seven, Case Keenum. Six, RG three, five, Duck. What? And. What you think you would take Duck Hodges over Case Keenum in RG three? Yeah, he was that's fucking it. ridiculous. <laughs> that's really the that's care. the most ridiculous take you've ever had on this podcast. Because it's not a real take. I, I'm just putting names down. And the top four is the actual thing that is interesting. Um, I have Burrow four. I have Baker three. I have a healthy Big Ben two, and I have Lamar Jackson one. I have an injured Big Ben one. Respect. <laughs> Okay, for me, 10, it's a tie. Mason Rudolph and Ryan Finley, because they'll both be out of the league in a year. 9, Trace McSorley, because no. special teams upside. All right, fair enough. I didn't want to put McSorley. I think I could I could win more games with Trace McSorley than, than Mason Rudolph. I, I can understand that. We're, just, <laughs> I, I, we're I, running I, the beer. Yeah, exactly. 8, Duck Hodges. Here's my, here's my hot take. 7, Tyler Huntley. Okay, this you go. I love Tyler Huntley. Should have been drafted. Six. You should have. Six yeah. RG3. Five Case Keenum. Four Baker Mayfield. Three okay. Joe Burrow. I think that's the interesting point. I went back and forth. I did that just because it kind of. Baker, obviously, great rookie year. Second year, not so much. Uh, Joe Burrow's the best quarterback evaluation I've ever had. Yeah. I just I personally like I just trust Joe Burrow to make it happen more than Baker Mayfield. Even though like I think Baker Mayfield's going to be live up to what he needs like needs to, but mm-hmm. there's a, I don't know like there was a lot of weird rumors about him last year off field. So yeah, but he's skinny now, so it's okay. Um, two Ben Roethlisberger, one Lamar Jackson. All right, uh, MVP. I mean Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, Lamar. Correct. Lamar. Ben's the only other guy I think would even sniff it, right? Uh, yes. Offensive, Offensive player, player of the year? 
it's also Lamar, but if it's not, who are you taking? It has to also be Lamar, which I, I generally ridic- ridicule you if you pick no, him. Yeah. But he, he, he is it's just answer. such a significant difference, and for what he is, too. Uh, I think my second, it's Joe Mixon or Nick Chubb. I, I I go with Nick Chubb just because I think the Browns are yeah that that's the only reason I w- I would pick Mixon if the Bengals are better just because what he does in the passing game mm-hmm. when they decide to eventually use him there uh, defense player of the year this is a really fun conversation TJ Watt that was also my pick it's close I think between him and Miles Garrett yeah um, I also Minka Fitzpatrick Marlon Humphrey Third. and Cam Hayward I think are in the conversation. Um, offensive rookie of the year, Joe Burrow. It's easy. Yeah, it is. It's uh, will. How good do you think he'll be? Uh, noting that the off season was so condensed. I don't know. I I, th- I think it takes a year. I'm not saying he's gonna be bad or anything, but I I I'm already predicting a massive leap from his rookie to his sophomore year. I feel like he'll get ridiculed early for maybe a slower start. Not even saying a bad start, just a slower start. Uh, just especially considering what we've seen from Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield the last yeah. two years. Yeah. And but I like I don't think he'll have a bad rookie year. I think he'll he'll be an above average quarterback. And then I agree with you. He takes a massive leap year two when he gets a full off season, and him and Zach Taylor really get on the same page. Yeah, for me, it, yeah, it's those two points, and also uh, he just seems like a guy that gelling with his receivers is so important. Yeah, that's true because he does so much out of structure. Yeah, and I, again, if if AJ Green is still there and Tyler Boyd and um, T Higgins, like a, a full off season and just a full year calendar year with them is, I think, would be huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive rookie of the year. Patrick Queen. Me too. He just seems like it, it, Logan Wilson. I think is kind of yeah. interesting, just because I think he'll have to play too. Um, but Patrick Queen, just I think he'll make splashy plays on a playoff exactly. team. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, more attention already on him. Offensive line of the year. <laughs> okay, hold on. You know what? I won't. I will, I'll, I'll say if it was most improved style, like maybe the the if the award was weird, real, it should be. How about the Cleveland Browns? For most improved style award, well, that's not what the award is. So. You can you could pick them for most improved if you want. That's a different award we do. Yeah, but that's a unit. Um, I think the Baltimore and Pittsburgh's close. I know you think that Steelers are obviously better. Well, Dave DeCastro is the second best guard in the league. Castro's great, but I'm top t- ten fuck, center. I'm, I'm going to say the Ravens because of the tackles. My power just went out. Uh oh, and it came back on. Wow, the podcast listener got to hear my heart drop live because my laptop sometimes turns off. Luckily, this doesn't we're affect good. us recording at all. No, we're fine. But yeah, that, I think that's a sign that the Ravens. Uh, I think you're right. But I'm taking the, uh, when a push comes to shove, I'm taking those tackles over the Steelers' tackles, which is smart. But Zach Banner versus Chusakora for a right tackle job, pretty cool. Yeah, that's why jumping ahead. Most improved, I picked Chooks because I fucking had to, baby. Comeback player of the year. Big Ben. Yeah, I mean. Uh, could the, be AJ Green, but yeah. I put Jonah Williams down too, but I don't know if that yeah. count because he didn't play uh, as rookie. Well, yeah, that's a good question. I guess it does for the NFL, but it shouldn't. But he'll never win anyways. So. Thank you. Uh, m- most improved, you said Chooks. Chooks. Fuck it. I yeah. put Dave Njoku. That's a good one, too. I yeah. also put Carl Joseph. I, I still really think that's a sneaky good signing. Yeah, no. I, we, when Carl Joseph was healthy and 
Oakland wasn't a disaster. It was good. Um, breakout player. Devin Bush. Yeah. No, I I don't think it's really cheating. Okay. I mean, second choice would have been Hollywood. Like, because... So. Like, I think Devin Bush becomes one of the best off-ball linebackers in the league this year. Yeah, I, I do too. Because we, like, yeah, he struggled in pass coverage, but we saw him show all of that at Michigan, so. I also think Sam Hubbard's a sneaky one. Mm. Yeah. I really just, like him. I, the Bengals' rotation's always a little wonky. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Carl Lawson's been really, supposed to be in the breakout player for like 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, coach of the year? Uh, Harbaugh's got no shot because how can yeah, do it? I, Tom, Tomlin, maybe I pick Stefanski. Though. Stefanski, I think, is the smart money, right? Because yeah, uh, I pick Tomlin though because I'm dumb. <laughs> okay. uh, assistant coach of the year, I pick Keith Butler because if they have the best unit in the good, league, that, no, that's good. I pick Greg Roman. Yeah, I just for me like if, if you look at it as a as a thing, it's like Roman probably won last year. So yeah, yeah, uh, GM of the year. And I, I stuck with the Stefanski Barry uh, maneuver there because, like, how is uh, DeCosta or fucking Colbert gonna win? I put Colbert. Okay. Just because right. I think, in terms of, they made that splash trade to get Devin Bush. So if he breaks out, then they made that trade obviously to get Minka Fitzpatrick. See my see. First of all, GM of the year or executive of the year is always so flawed as an award. Didn't Ryan Pace win it or maybe? Yeah. Yeah, and Gregson. Yeah. Oh, Gregson won it. That's what it was. Oh my god. For uh, just for drafting Andrew Luck. That all right. So, so first of all, it's it's terrible, and second of all, it's usually for what you did from January first to the end of the year. You know what I mean? And that's why it's a flawed year. award. Yeah, it's terrible. Twenty twenty has been terrible, but yeah, it has. You know what? It's also the year of hap- things happening that are completely out of your control. I don't know if that's sure. good or bad. But there's one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsor at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in the dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also, you could probably manscape on a boat too. They also Whoa. just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools that, and includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having a clone that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to Manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. That was my best ad read ever. You killed it. You sm- you knocked it out of the goddamn park, Robert. Yeah, and I get a bonus for that. And with that bonus, I'll be spending it at betonline.ag, betting playoff hockey, even though I don't understand how to bet hockey, but it's the playoffs, so I've got to bet it. You know you know what you did with your last bonus, baby? Pick that Islander sweep. 
big money rolling in. Yeah. They're up, they're up made twenty one. grand on that one. It was sick. You know what? <laughs> you know what I did? Bet both eight seeds in the NBA today. When when you hear this, both of them will have one. That's smart. Right? That's smart. That was the smart money. I was looking at it like I, I wanted to see how much it would pay. Like if you if if you bet Orlando like plus twelve. Uh, sorry, minus twelve because or ten whatever. It would have paid huge. Like like. That, you have to be psychotic to bet that though. Yeah, of course. But I looked at Portland and it doesn't pay as much. It's like plus eight hundred or something like that. Well, some people it. really think they're gonna make a series. And, Portland, and let's not talk about it because the game has happened. Yeah, that's, that's true. And they won. And they won. Actually, we'll put this out after they've swept the Lakers. <laughs> Anyways, bet all those crazy things that I just said on betonline.ag. Uh, okay, let's get into NFC North. AJ's least favorite division, so I don't know how. I hate it. We don't have to spend that much time with the Bears and Lions. How about that? <laughs> so, it's my, it gi- my to gift me. to you. Uh, yeah, the Lions, speaking of them, they're in fourth. They're going 4-12, and 12, baby. Yeah, yeah, Matt Stafford's back. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. Uh, the rest of the team, not so much. And uh, Matt Patricia's the first coach to get fired this year. Uh, <laughs> and third, I don't believe in uh, old Nagster either, baby. I got the Bears going 5-11. and 11. Big drop from last year. I, 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 kind of a tough schedule. I don't like them either. Let's get to the good teams. Uh, big drop for the Packers. They were a fraud at 13-3. and three. They're not as good. The defense is good. I got them going nine and seven and finishing second. And I only have Minnesota going ten and six and winning the division. But I think they're clearly the best team. I have very different from you once again. Well, not very different. But okay, I have the Bears finishing last at three and thirteen. Okay, big fucking respect, Rob. I'm proud of you. I love it. Well, I I don't understand how you'd have the Lions finishing behind them if Stafford's healthy. Stafford was Stafford was a top ten quarterback before he got hurt. Yeah. Okay. Look, Stafford is good, but like Stafford's been good and he's still gone three and thirteen. You know I just, I, mean? I just, well, actually, I saw a tweet today saying Mitch Trubisky's back. So yeah, he is back. So is, good yeah. point. Yeah. Okay. Detroit four and twelve. So it's not <laughs> so like I, the, uh, it's not like I have them winning a bunch of games. We we have the same record for the Lions. Yeah. Um, I have the Vikings finishing third. Or second, <gasps> second, sorry. I can't believe Ten it. Ten and six. Whoa. Same record, okay. And then the Packers at eleven and five. Okay. I um, but keep in mind, this is the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour. That's why I have them winning division. I think it's the Aaron Rodgers sulk tour. Where I, he, uh, I also think the defense can be better. It is. It's good. It's very good. And the offensive line, um I you think it's the best like in the division. The Packers. It is the best. I think the future of the Packers it, it is is bad news just based on some of the decisions this offseason. But for the time being, I mean, if you take last year's team and it's basically the same team, and now you've added a, a change of pace running back to A.J. Dillon, who <laughs> I do yeah. think like in the role that I, I hope it doesn't take away from Aaron Jones' role, but if A.J. Dillon gets a couple touches a game, he is... A, physical explosive runner who can break off big chunk runs they also get uh marquez uh, valdez scantling equanimia st brown back and i think one of those guys is gonna have to emerge opposite Devontae they, adams they have to yes you also get jay sternberger who i think will become the tight end one and josiah deguara in that role of the kyle juice check yep. uh, as a chess piece like although i don't like 
the way they attack the draft, the players are good fits and do add something to a, a team that won the division. And it's the best offensive line in the division. It is. A, a bit of a step back from the offensive line probably, but it is the best. Let me say this. You know I believe that 13-3 and record was totally fraudulent. I, they weren't that good last no. year. They're, they're, but they were still like a, a, a playoff team. Yeah, like 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 realistically, they should have been ten and six, and I don't think they got worse, but I think the schedule's tougher. So I got them like nine and seven. That's fair. And I I don't, I think Aaron Rodgers is dropping off a little bit still, and he's another guy that's dinged up once in a but while. And I, I just think another year with the the, the defense personnel they have with Mike Patton. Yeah, like Kenny Clark is defense. a monster. They just paid him. Zadarius Smith, yeah. a defensive player of the year candidate. Preston Smith, one of the second or one of the best. Second pass, like outside pass rushers yep. in the league, Rashawn Gary, you hope <laughs> yeah. makes it takes a step. Uh, for them, it, like off ball linebackers, the big question. I think you're probably just like Christian Kirksey is kind of a placeholder. I wonder what yeah. happens with Oren Burks now that he's healthy. Uh, year three, lots of athleticism. He's, he's yeah, he's he's behind Kirksey, I think. Yeah, um, and then. The secondary, like Jair Alexander, is on the cusp of being an All-Pro. Yes, Adrian Amos is at minimum a above-average safety. Darnell Savage, I, I think, is ready for a huge leap in year two. Mm-hmm. Kevin King flashed uh, some talent last year, I, and I wish Josh Jackson was good because I believe. <laughs> so, like, I, I think it's it's a top ten capable defense. It is with like, that, a that's pro secondary... capable quarterback in the best offensive line division, and I mean, not the best running back in the division, but one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah, um, and Devonte Adams, who is like my favorite. Yeah, um, that secondary like it could be really, really good, and that's kind of fun. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I it's, you know me. I'm first of all, I'm a Packers hater. I've always well, you still have them go nine and seven, make the playoffs. Yeah, they're a playoff team. I, I, I'm an Aaron Rodgers hater too, big time. Um, so that's kind of how I feel. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't like them being thirteen and three and being frauds. And <laughs> yeah, I, I think Minnesota is the team. But I get, I get you tr- having more faith in this. It really still a lot of it. Packers team. A lot of it comes down to I still like the Vikings offensive line still a little fuzzy. Yeah, I'll give them that it's it's deeper and it should be better, but it, it's fuzzy. That's a good word, right? Um, like Garrett, Garrett Bradbury to... needs to fix his pass protection. Yeah, like is Ezra Cleveland going to be starting Week One? Because that's although he the... wasn't. I'm pr- pretty sure he wasn't on the the first unit this week. Okay, in, in training camp. I do think Brian O'Neill's poised to have a kind of a breakout. Um, yeah, but then like Pat Elfline's been terrible. Like I, at has. this point. Like, he's not the answer at guard. And, and there's just a lot of questions with their guards, which I think puts extra pressure on Garrett Bradbury. Yeah, that's a good point. And then they... they, uh, I, they I, I do think Cleveland starts guard week... I don't know. I, I think, think I think Riley Reef should kick to guard. And as, in a normal year, I, I wonder if that's what would have happened. But. Yeah, but Reef is starting left half. Yeah, right which I mean is the safe option. Uh, yeah. And then they, they also lose Stefan Diggs, and they bring in Justin Jefferson. And I love Justin Jefferson. I think it was a money pick, but me too. That's a, like he's not going to be Stefan Diggs week one. No, so and that's you know taking a step back. Kind of, kind of defending you too. They have rookies in the in the secondary that need to step up too. 
And maybe for a team that has a lot of rookies that need to show up, and I think they killed the picks, and I think these guys will show up. Maybe like this off season is the, isn't the off season to bet on them. Right. That that and, and like again, I don't hate them. I have them going ten six, being a playoff team. I me, just don't think too. this is like I think I next it. year though would be. I'll be having the Vikings winning the division, the Packers taking more of a step back. I get it. Okay, I get it. And then you also, like Irv Smith, you want to see him take a step forward too. Um, So There's a lot of guys you're kind of banking on that with, like you kind of just pointed out, a lot of younger guys. Especially in the secondary after that Mm -hmm. kind of messy year. And finding a a consistent threat opposite Daniel Hunter now with, Everson Griffin gone. Yes, big time. And I think the interior defensive line is kind of up in the air, right? The, the, there's been a changing of the guard on the interior of that defensive line. Um, yeah, yeah. At the like, obviously, you still have Eric Kendricks, who's a Pro Bowl linebacker, and Anthony Barr, who's a Pro Bowl linebacker. Um, you still have Harrison Smith, who's a stud, and that's kind of what I think will make up for some of the. I think there's more questions on this Vikings defense than there's been in the past, I guess is my point. There has. Um, and but you're you relying on more youth. Exactly. And and I didn't really think about the point of the COVID offseason, but I do think that's a good point. Um, did you hear Adam Thielen apparently said Cameron Dancer is going to be a goddamn stud? Hey, some people have first-round grades. Yeah. So I, Again, I, I love the class. He fits it so well, too, what they do. He does, and uh, we're both super high on Jeff Gladney, but yeah, maybe, and Mike Hughes Mike is a Hughes, stud. Yeah. Um, so there's big potential back there. Um, and, and then, obviously, like, Anthony Harrison, Harrison Smith, one of the best safety duos in the league. And when Holton Hill can stay on the field flashing, like, yeah, I, I, I still, you know me, I've always liked the Vikings and I hate the fucking Packers, so yeah. that's, that's kind of where we are. Uh, Wait, it's also worth mentioning, like, the Michael Pierce opt-out was really big. Yes, big time, big time. Like, he was such a great um, replacement for Limbaugh Joseph as as that one tack. And now they're really left with young guys and rotational guys to kind of fill the void on the interior of that D-line. Like you said, even on the edge. Yeah, it's really only Daniel Hunter's the only proven... Starter on that defense. See, like, line. and and kind of jumping ahead a bit for the defensive player of the year in the division. Like Hunter crossed my mind, but I'm it's like, gonna be hard for him, eh? Yeah, he's gonna get double team every snap. Oh, if if the other team is smart. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do uh, let's do the the Lions. Um, are so? Do you think Patricia and Quinn are out after this season? Uh, they have to be, man. I have to I would it. hope so, but they made so many moves this offseason. I don't know. Like I don't. Uh, hey, at least DeAndre Swift should be fun. Yeah, but uh, as we talked about in our recapping of the draft, he I love DeAndre Swift, but I, I don't like him there. I don't know. And then it's like it looks so bad with Carry On Jones. Well, the, I, I, just in terms of, I think he's he's going to be a really fun player for them. Like he's a Pro Correct. Bowl talent. Potential Pro Bowl talent, running back, great pass catcher. I think Stafford's going to love him. Like, those two are dudes. Um, Kenny Galladay, Mar- Marvin Jones, like, that's fun. It's good. TJ Hawkinson, Hawkinson needs to take a big leap. They invest in the O-line a little bit. Like, they, br- they bring in uh, <laughs> Big V, which I think they might have both paid him. Um, yeah, be starting. Uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be starting Big V and... Uh, Decker. They they really need Taylor Decker to 
yeah. step up. That's a lot of that. Like, I think Frank Ragnow is going to end up being very good. I think Jonah Jackson was a really good pick. Um, I don't know if he's going to be starting week one as a rookie. Exactly. Like, I think the interior has it. Like, I, I trust Ragnow, and I think he's going to be a stud. But everywhere else, like, there's there's some guys like Stanberg coming in, too, as a rookie. Like, there's guys that I like there, but uh, maybe not the offseason and, like, not the time to throw them in right away. And with, you know? the, with their defense, it's almost like it's just a pile of a lot of names. Right. Yeah, I, I kind of hate this. I, I don't know. I, I hate Matt Patricia. I kind of hate their defense, even though there's a lot of guys I like on it. I don't know. Like, Trey Flowers, is a really good football player. Like, yeah. And, 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 and like, yeah. I, I think Deshaun Hinn and Julian Okwara complement each other well as that opposite guy to Flowers. Yeah. And yeah, Shelton's always Shelton's like Danny a, Shelton. But we've seen so many ex-Belichick people try to Not, do the same yes. thing as him, and it never works. Like Jamie Collins in in the linebacker core now. And like Gerard Davis, I think, at, like, what point do you just give up on that? Who who was that a big Gerard Davis hype tweet a couple weeks ago? I don't know. It said, like... what. If he's he's like he's gonna be the fastest linebacker. Yeah, if he can, oh, it was fucking it was what's his name who everyone always dunks on. Was it Travis? It was and, Andy uh, Benoit. Yes, thank you. Yes, okay, one of those yeah. type of guys. Yeah, Jelani Tobe and uh, yeah, my boy and Jamie Collins are probably gonna be starting at linebacker. Uh, Jeff Okuda, like, there's fun things about the team, and I love Matthew Stafford, and I feel terrible for him. I hope everyone gets fired just so we can. Yeah, get that. Like, uh, like when we ran through the offense, there's a like, there's promise there. It's just, uh, and I, I don't hate Daryl. I just think, I think that I think Bevel's a good fit with Stafford too. Yes, I think at the end of the day, the problem is Matt Patricia just isn't the person to run a football team. Yeah, um, and I honestly, I'm at the point now where I don't even think Matt Patricia's going to be coaching for anyone other than Belichick or Belichick. Yeah, like. He's in the, the. He's not going to go back to being the DC either because Steve Belichick and Drop Mayo are. Yeah, but yeah, Ma- the, the secondary is a bit of a mess. Like in, like, in, Okuda, in three years, Okuda. Matt Patricia is going to be like the D line coach for the Patriots or something. Yeah, or if, if Bob is still there, it'll be with him. Like, which he won't be. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. The secondary's. I mean, I don't know. Secondary's worse. Like, I love Jeff Okuda, but he's not going to be as good as Darius Slay was his first year, right? Correct. Um, it's, it's, true again, it's just it's a pile. Man. It's a pile of names, and there's talent on both sides of the ball. It's just yeah. it's not the right head coach to put this thing together. And they've made a, like Bob Quinn has been an inconsistent drafter, and even like yes. just jumping back to what you said earlier when I talked about how fun DeAndre Swift is. It's not a good thing that they they had to draft him as early as they did after drafting Kyrion Johnson as early as mm-hmm. they did. And I kind of like your 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 uh, term a pile of names because it's like there is a lot of guys that I liked, and then once they became lions, I, I felt worse about. I just it. don't think the team meshes, and Patricia's yes. not the guy who can mesh a team. And yes, exactly. It fun. almost feels like yeah, no, that's that's perfectly stated. It's like these guys don't fit great together, and like you just said, Patricia's not the one to to, to make this work. And so. when you look at it, you almost see like when you look at the roster, you almost see like. He's trying to make like this guy. This guy is this player from the Patriots, and he's trying yeah. to make the Patriots again, which has never worked. From BLB's the only Patriots coach who's like really. But even him, he, he hasn't done it the same. He's also been a like, psychopath. Yeah, and 
Exactly. And he also had experience running Penn State, and he fixed that Penn State or helped yeah. fix that Penn State program. That it was a very different scenario than a lot of the other Belichick disciples. All right, yes. let's jump to the Bears. Is Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace gone after this season? I think so. I think so too. It's a, Ryan Pace's leash is like, it, it, yeah. It's just I, yeah. I, I don't know. I think there's more of a chance Nagy's still the coach than Pace's. Still the coach. I hate that though when you bring in a GM and it's force a coach a, on him and. It's yeah, it never works. Um, is Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky the starting quarterback for the Bears by week eight? Who's the starter? Nick Foles. I agree. Um, hey, see, yeah, and this this Bears team is a lot of guys I love on it too. It's just well, I was gonna say their like their skill guys are fun, like Tariq Cohen, Dave Montgomery. That's a fun combo. They couldn't use either of them correctly last year. Nagy just regressed like crazy. It's like he, I mean, obviously it's Trubisky too, but it wasn't just Trubisky being he, terrible. He made Nagy a lot of, po- and he, he, not even just in terms of offensive play calling and scheming where he regressed, but like, you just saw, he just made head coaching, poor mm-hmm. head coaching decisions, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be fourth down decisions, time, clock management decisions, like there's just yes. a lot of, I don't know, it felt, it felt and, like he was overwhelmed. Yeah, which is weird because it wasn't his first fucking year, and then in his first year, like there was a lot of creativity, and he got the best out of Trubisky. But now, and we know now that everyone knows how to adjust to that, and he didn't yeah. really take that step forward. That you have to just like the great innovators keep innovating, like exactly. And, and I he, he didn't. I think he went backwards. If anything, yes, clearly. Uh, and, and then like Anthony Miller and, and Allen Robinson, that's a really fun, talented combo, and like Anthony Miller. I think his production does not match how good he has been. Like, if anyone has suffered from Trubisky being a quarterback, it's him. And Allen Robinson. It's both. But at least Allen Robinson Robinson, at least gets kind of that credit. He gets gets the credit, yeah, exactly. But sometimes not enough. And Um, and then they have a million tight ends. They gave up. They way overdraft Adam Shaheen, trade him for nothing. They signed Jimmy I like Graham. They, dry, they signed Jimmy Graham, uh, who looked like he was on his last legs in Green Bay, in, and in Seattle, yeah. And then they they also overdraft Cole Komet, and at, at least I think Komet's a good. I don't tight think end. like he's like a Pro Bowl caliber tight. Like he's a Kyle Rudolphy tight end to me. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph, good tight end though. But yeah, in the f- not worth not worth a draft. The him. funniest yeah. part is that, like the offensive line has a lot of pieces. Like Cody Whitehair has been a Pro Bowl center. James Daniels has so much potential. Mm-hmm. Um, both their tackles have been two. Bobby Macy and, and Charles Leno have been two of the most underrated tackles in the league for some time. Uh, especially Leno. Ka- Kyle Long's finally gone. Because he just had enough of being, and th- th- this is where we come to the worst part of it all, Rob. Uh, Jermaine Affetti. I was about to, to start say that. I was about to say that. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. And, and knowing who's at behind center and just the way the the offenses or the team's been managed in game, and Nagy doesn't inspire confidence going to year three. I just the offense is going to be it's similar to Detroit, a pile of names. So I think like if if they're as bad as we both think they're going to be, um, I think that's and, and like they're going to be having a shot at one of these top three quarterbacks. Probably not Trevor Lawrence, but Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I think that's when you clearly make the decision to uh, like fire Nagy and Pace. And it, like if you bring one of those two guys in, 
uh, suddenly this this roster looks a lot better. Yeah, because well, like even point. even defensively, you get Akeem Hicks back healthy. When Akeem Hicks has his best, he's an All Pro. Yeah, I think Bilal Nichols and Roy Robertson Harris the last two years have both shown the ability to be impact players on the defensive line. Cleo Mack regressed last year, but I like I he's still clearly a Pro Bowl, one of the best top, one of the yeah. top ten edges in the league. I think part of the the, the problem was just not all, like with Akeem Hicks head, there was no really other pass rushing threat. They bring in Robert yeah. Quinn, which was another bonkers move how much they paid him yeah but it is an upgrade yes exactly i think roquan smith's about to as long as as long as he's healthy he's about like he's a guy who i think is gonna be could you see roquan smith leading the nfl in tackles because the bears offense is just not gonna be on the field ever (laughs) yes that's that's uh, i picked him for breakout and that's i think that's my reasoning they're just gonna have 200 tackles this year. They also brought back um, Danny Trevathan, which I thought was smart. The Eddie Goldman opt-out is a big thing to watch because he's one of the best run defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. And then secondary-wise, it's kind of... like you, 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 Eddie Jackson's great. You Eddie him. Jackson's great. Kyle Fuller's great. But they just... J- Jalen Johnson's like starting. Jalen Johnson's getting thrown into the fire week one as a rookie. Yeah. yeah. Um. You like I don't think Tashawn Gibson's like he's like him and Haha Clinton Dix are both like rotation like rotate Fine. teams as placeholders at safety. For teams. Yeah, that's literally exactly what they both are. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like Buster yeah. Screen is not a great nickel. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for the Bears overall because like two years ago, like obviously they made the playoffs and had a nice run, and then they got kind of picked apart like Fangio gone and. Uh, he brought you yeah. know guys from the defense and like just they kept losing guys. Yeah, no, the, the, and then there's last still, year Nagy's shit. Yeah, the the reason I agree with you about if they can get one of those young quarterbacks in and get the right staff in place, they have guys in every position group that yes. that you get excited about. It could be like if if they bring in the right head coach and they get a quarterback, it could be a quick turnaround. Yeah, just like last time, baby. But <laughs> fuck, shit. But no, we didn't. I, I don't think anyone really believed it. Trubisky. No. But yeah. Uh, okay, let's rank the quarterbacks. Trey Lance will look really good as a Chicago. I know. Is he it, like aesthetically pleasing? Yeah. Okay, ten to one, go. Uh, <laughs> Nate Stanley, number ten, baby. Uh, number nine, the guy who should be a starting quarterback in the NFL, according to some, Sean Mannion. Number eight, my uh, my favorite quarterback in history, Chase Daniel. Number seven. Uh, the goat himself, David Blau. Hey, finish your drink. And this is where it gets interesting. Six, I got Mr. Trubisky. Finish your drink. F- five, I got Nikki Foles. Finish your drink. Oh, fourth, I got Jordan Love. Finish your drink. No, are we going to do this? Okay. Third, I got Kirk Cousins. Finish your drink. We did it. Matt Stafford. Finish. And finish. Wow, that's a lot Holy of drinks. Shit, kept, that's seven drinks in a row. Yeah. We have the same ten guys. I just, I have Sean Mannion ten, Chase Daniel nine, <laughs> Nate Stanley eight. <laughs> I'm surprised you put that much respect on Nate Stanley. Big Ten. It's the Big Ten bump. Nate Stanley's not bad sometimes. He's, got, he's big. He's big and he, his arm's okay. He can, play, yeah. he can play in the North. I can tell you that for free. That's that's a good point. Okay, who's you got for MVP? It's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I don't believe it. It's it, the only one to choose. Matt Stafford. If, if Matt Stafford can will the Lions to competing <laughs> for the seven seed. Yeah. Okay. He was so okay. good before he got hurt last year. Poor Matt By Stafford. Way, I know. Get him out of, out of there. I don't know. 
I don't even know what it's going to happen with Matt Stafford. Anyways, uh, Offensive Player of the Year, Dalvin Cook. Yes. Um, if the Packers didn't draft A.J. Dillon, I would have argued Aaron Jones maybe. But, yeah, Dalvin Cook. Uh, defense Player of the Year, interesting. I went to Darius uh, Smith because he's one of my favorite players in the league. I'm fine with that. I I went with Khalil Mack because I'm lazy. I think also well they're not. I guess defensive player of the year doesn't need your team doesn't need to be good. No. But she just stats. Zadarius Smith like with Preston Smith and Kenny Clark like he's got the most talent also surrounding him. What do you mean Robert Quinn baby? Oh right Robert Quinn sack master Quinn. Remember when Robert Quinn's career was over like four years ago? He's done a good Robert? job getting himself extra money. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, but it is to be like he deserves it because he was underrated at the start. He was so good when he was healthy when he first got Dude, to the Rams. Be, every time the Seahawks played St. Louis at the time, uh, Robert Quinn would just get like three sacks every game. Monster. And that was like without Aaron Donald, or like you know what I mean, without him being the best player in the league. Offensive rookie of the year, Justin Jefferson. He's gonna catch a lot of passes, I think. Right? I think he's gonna have a great. He has game. to. Yeah. He's a really good fit for Kubiak's offense, too. And, like, Adam Thielen's going to command uh, a lot of attention. And just, I don't know. It, also, there's not a lot of other options. DeAndre Swift. Say, yeah, he's my second choice. It's kind of funny that we have a first-round quarterback in the division, and he's he's not the choice. Like, I, I know he's obviously not the choice, but it's kind of, like, every other division, if there was a first-round quarterback, it would be him. You know what I mean? Not in the toughness of the NFC North. It's true. Uh, um, defensive rookie of the year. Jeff Okuda. They're, they're really awesome. You're really just picking between corners. Jeff Gladney, Jeff Okuda, and Jalen Johnson. I'll start with Jay. Yeah, it's true. Jalen Johnson, I, I put Gladney second, but it might be Jalen Johnson because he's going to get thrown to the wolves. Uh, I, yeah, I want Okuda. I think Gladney's in the best position, though, to succeed. He, he, he is, yeah. O-line of the year. Green Bay. Yeah, it's I don't. It's not close, right? No. Um, Comeback player of the year. Matt Stafford. Yeah, and... I, I think there's an argument for Akeem Hicks if he gets back to All Pro, and then Stafford just feels like a the, easy one. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean they're going to go four and twelve, but he's going to be a top ten quarterback. Yeah, like every every time. Okay, yeah. most most improved. Rob, you know who I had to choose? I don't know. Garrett Bradbury. Okay, that feels like a cheat. But I had to, Rob. Oh. I believe. Okay, I picked Equinemia St. Brown. So I, I, I thought about EQ and MVS, but I uh, I trust EQ more. I think... Wait, you trust EQ more than who? MVS. Yeah, because... Yeah, me too. I think mm-hmm. Equinemia St. Brown's still like a high weight speed dude. Mm-hmm. Who just, Hey, it's coming. It's coming. Trust me. Breakout. Roquan, I, I like I said, he's gonna he's gonna have two hundred tackles this year. Uh, put it put in the books. Jair Alexander hasn't made the Pro Bowl. That's my pick. It's a good pick. I want to see Irv break out too. I think Anthony kind of Miller him. too, but he won't be able to. But he he should. Anthony Miller is going to be on Sports Center every week, and that's his victory this year. Uh, coach of the year, <laughs> Zim Zim Zimmer. Yeah, me too. Assistant coach of the year, Gary Kubiak. I agree. I I don't think. Like uh, Gary Kubiak, just like should be in the Hall of Fame just for his to the totality of his career. Kubiak, yeah, I finally he's get, he gets appreciation for it now though, so that's good. Yeah, he's starting to for sure. Like uh, anyway, uh, GM of the year, Viking sweep Rick Spielman. Yeah, I want Rick Spielman. I love Rick. Spielman. Hey, those ones felt easy. Uh, just because, yes. Who else? Yes. There's, there's no one. 
I think you could argue Mike Patton for assistant coach of the year. Yes. No, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, definitely. I just, yeah, those, that one's tough-ish, and then, uh, but the other two are just home runs. Retweet. All right. That's it for us. Uh, next episode, what are we doing? Maybe a mock it, draft. It, it might be a mock draft, and if it isn't, we're doing the AFC and the NFC South. Hell yeah. Stay. Stay. Frosty. <laughs>